0: Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. They were sticklers uh, regarding the practice of the tithe. In fact, so meticulous were they in practicing this, this law of the tithe that they would um, they would tithe on things that were not required to be tithed on. Things like mint and rue and common herbs. Uh, literally, they went from their money or their income or their flocks or their herds all the way down to the smallest little leaf or grain. And uh, so basically, we can see that they took great pains to ensure that nothing was omitted from their tithe. And they didn't do this because they wanted to glorify God. This really was something that that became a, a point of great pride in their life. But Jesus points out that while they were focused on parceling out a tenth of mint and rue and common herbs, they were in the process neglecting things of greater importance, like justice for their fellow man like actually loving god how foolish the idea that a fastidious tithe was more important than loving god that a fastidious tithe was more important than loving your neighbor as yourself but that's what happens when a person focuses on secondary issues They often leave the primary ones undone. Well, we move on to verse 43. And when we get to 43, we find that the Pharisees had another disaster that was part of their lives. And that was their lust for significance. Their lust for significance. Now, I don't want you to get me wrong here. Uh, There is absolutely nothing wrong with desiring to live a life of significance. But, but living significantly is not the same as lusting for recognition. You see, their attitude was really one of superiority. Uh, these Pharisees had worked very, very hard to attain to their exalted position in their community. And they wanted, they desired that their community would never uh, lose sight of, of how hard it was for them to get there and the exalted position they had actually attained to. And so what we see as we look through the gospels at the stories of the Pharisees is that rather than being leaders who served like Jesus did, uh, they saw themselves as leaders to be served. They saw themselves as leaders to be doted on and to be recognized. I think we could sum it up in just saying this, that, that they had an insatiable desire for status and really, this then again is this issue of pride, and it is something Jesus wanted them to to understand. This was a disaster literally of the way they were living and ministering in their lives. We come to verse forty four and we find the final woe or the final judgment or the final disaster that Jesus mentions. And this one I've titled, Destructive Influence. Jesus is criticizing them, or he is calling their attention to the fact that they have become a destructive influence. Now, the way that Jesus goes about talking uh, about this is by referring to them as unmarked graves. (laughs) Now, that's a very strange way of referring to someone And uh, it causes us to ask the question, well, what did Jesus actually mean when he said that? Well, what we need to realize is that part of the Mosaic Law uh, spoke about contact with the dead. In other words, if a a Jew touched a corpse, it, it made that Jew ceremonially unclean. And because uh, no one wanted to become ceremonially unclean, uh, they were very careful to mark graves. They wanted to make sure that people knew that a person was buried where they were buried. and, And they wanted to warn unsuspecting persons about the potential of defilement if they approached that area. Now, the Pharisees had created their own marking, their own marker, if you will. And the one that they liked to display would have said, holy. And, 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 and the desire then would be that people would see that marker or that life that they're living and, and that they would think of safety, that they would think of goodness, that they would think of God's approval. Uh, but Jesus says God is not approving and they are not holy, and they're not safe, and they're not filled with goodness. Rather, they are like unmarked tombs. Meaning what? Meaning that the danger of following them was not evident to people who were being unsuspectedly led into further defilement by following them rather than being led to increased holiness. And so what Jesus is saying there is that While their influence should have been constructive and helpful, in all reality, their ministry was destructive. They were destructive influencers. Well, there we find the three disasters or judgments or woes that are spoken against the Pharisees. Now Luke goes on from this to tell us that when Jesus concluded dressing down the Pharisees, that one of the experts in the Mosaic law, just referred to as a lawyer, uh, came to him and informed Jesus that the remarks that he made about the Pharisees were actually an insult on them as well. And so we come to verses 45 through 54. And we begin to learn that not only did the Pharisees have woes or disasters pronounced against them, but so did the lawyers. Now, sometimes um, a lawyer was actually a Pharisee, but that wasn't a requirement. And so we find that the experts in Mosaic Law were a unique group unto themselves. And so Jesus then has three unique woes or disasters To pronounce against them. We find the first one in verse 46. Uh, Jesus accuses the lawyers of being purveyors of legalistic burdens. Purveyors of legalistic burdens. In other words, what Jesus is saying is that they cared more for their interpretation and strict adherence of the law than they did for the welfare and spiritual development of the people. And so instead of helping people understand the goodness of God's law and helping them understand that they could receive a a blessing by, by walking in accordance with the law, they instead piled uh proverbially proverbially they piled on to the people's backs the the 613 laws and the lawyers knew they couldn't bear up under those they knew they couldn't carry them because the lawyers knew they couldn't bear up under it themselves but that didn't matter to them they were lawyers and and so they refused not only did they pile up those, those, those 613 laws on the backs of the people, but they then refused to do anything to try to help them lighten their load. And this is what Jesus is reacting to in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, when he said this. He said, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Those who labor and were heavy laden were not those who were out in the rock quarry working hard to put food on the table. Uh, Jesus is talking about people who are trying to find acceptance by, to God, with God, by carrying the weight of the law on their backs. And Jesus knows that these lawyers, these, these experts in the Mosaic law, uh, had no concern for the fact that they were under a burden... Um, And so Jesus speaks of them as those who labor and are heavy laden. And so Jesus says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. And what does he say? And I, I will give you rest. Jesus invited them to take his yoke upon them and to learn from him because he is gentle and lowly in heart. And Jesus promised that if you do that, you will find rest for your souls why because as verse 30 says for my yoke is easy and my burden is light friends the law was never meant to be an eternal burden it was meant to be a blessing it was meant literally to drive sinners to the eternal rest that can be found in the grace of god Provided through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so he begins with this first woe, this first pronouncement of a disaster, the disastrous practices of the lawyers. They were purveyors of legalistic burdens. We come now to verses 47 through 51, and the second woe is pronounced feigned superiority feigned superiority now this second woe that jesus is pronouncing on the lawyers requires a a little bit of knowledge about israel's history or we won't understand what he's talking about now they didn't need a history lesson they understood exactly what he was saying but we don't come from that culture from that era so we need a little bit of history to understand and here's that history the ancestors of Jesus' generation were people who rejected God by rejecting the prophets that God sent to them. And Scripture teaches us that they, they killed many of those prophets because, simply because they did not like the message that God had sent them to proclaim. Now, we fast forward from those ancestors all the way back now to the current generation of Jesus' day. And their attitude was this. They said out loud and they thought in their own hearts that if they would have lived back in the day of their ancestors, that they would not have rejected. They would not have rejected God's prophets. And in an attempt to try to show their superior position on the matter, they began to build elaborate tombs in honor of those prophets who had died many hundreds of years earlier. In fact, not only did they build elaborate tombs, but they went about making elaborate decorations of them. And in this way, trying to right the wrong of the past, they saw themselves as superior to their ancestors and they saw themselves because they were superior in their own minds as being in a much better place to please God and to be blessed by him because of it however in this denunciation of this whole matter Jesus gives them a different perspective he gives them a divine perspective Jesus informs them in his words that not only were they no better than their ancestors but catch this, they were markedly worse in their hearts. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at missiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.